Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our latest vodcast. And this is going to be on CT screening for lung cancer current status. And it's actually a very timely topic. I gave Grand Rounds last week, which is at the end of October, to oncology. And it's amazing. I gave Grand Rounds on Friday. Thursday, I was just trying to make certain I wasn't missing anything and reviewing and just slightly updating my talk. And as I'll show you later on, that very day, the newest... Uh, recommendations for lung cancer screening came out. But let's take a step backwards. You know, we always knew that CT was really good at picking up lung nodules. We know because we found lung nodules when we were doing CT for many other reasons, or we know when we compared the chest x-rays, chest x-ray would be negative and part of a metastatic workup for renal cell cancer or colon cancer. You pick up lung metastasis, so that's not very surprising. Now, in, 19, in 2000, Claudia Henschke and the group from New York, the uh, LCAP, Early Lung Cancer Action Project in New York, uh, looked at how good screening would be. And what they did is they looked at patients who were smokers who have a high risk for cancer. And they found out that non-contrast CT scans compared to chest x-ray found three times as many cancers. Malignancy were, f were typically at a lower grade level at stage one. And of the 27 CT detected cancers, 26 out of 27, an amazing 96% were resectable, 85% was stage one, 19 of the 23 were not seen on chest x-ray. So basically, they quantify what we knew is chest x-ray is not very good, but they also made the point that CT was so good, not only picking up lesions, but picking them up early when things can really be good for the patient's outcome. In the study, they had very strict criteria. I don't want to go through that. And they did very few biopsies. It was like one biopsy that wasn't positive. So they had a very good design. And their conclusion was that in the right population, that means smokers, probably 30 pack years or so, screening should be done. But, uh, and you can see the, the conclusion, the estimated five-year survival rate of baseline CT detected malignancies of 60 to 80 percent is a marked improvement over the current rate of 15 percent. An amazing improvement, actually. Although fa false positive CTs are common, they can be managed with minimal use of invasive diagnostic procedures. So, if you go by this paper, life is very simple. Let's just start screening minimal false positives. Well, we know that the false positive thing is a major issue. And I'll just show you some articles that really aren't looking at lung cancer screening, but we're looking at cardiac screening, calcium scoring. And here was an article actually from Hopkins. 25% of the patients in our study were current or former smokers. We were just looking at the extra cardiac part of the exam to be careful. And you can see that 103 of 1326 patients had extra cardiac findings that were important, but the majority ended up with lung nodules, 53 with nodules under a sonometer and 12 with nodules over a sonometer. Now, some of these ended up being cancer, but the majority were not cancer. 7.8% of patients undergoing screening CT had extra cardiac pathology. So it was not uncommon and lung nodules were the key finding. Now sometimes as in this case, it was a lung cancer. Saved the patient's life probably. Another example, small lung nodule. And we know that when we do screening, sometimes you pick up large masses, but most of the time are these smaller nodules which end up being those stage one diseases. It's just a nice series of nodules. And CT is just so good, particularly now with MIP and sliding MIP and 3D imaging, it's incredibly good. And it wasn't just our article. Here was an article by Haller talking about the importance of extracardiac findings, typically carcinoma 
or this article by Johnson, same issue, multiple common findings, but most of them related to the lung parenchyma and nodules. And some articles have shown that in the population over age 50, you can see between 50 and 70% of patients having lung nodules. So that was the challenge. If you were going to screen patients, what about all of those false positives? What do you do? Do you follow the patient? How soon do you follow them? When do you do a PET CT maybe? When do you do a biopsy? What is it that you need to do? And can we afford to do all this? Well, that's where the National Lung Cancer Screening Trial was done to follow up the LCAP. But there was lots of arguments. Some people said, look, the LCAP that Henschke study gave the answers. Why do another study that ended up costing several hundred million dollars? But what they wanted to do was really look at this in a larger population with low-dose CT. And the trial was really to determine whether screening with low-dose CT could reduce mortality for lung cancer. Everyone was assuming you could pick up more nodules. That wasn't the case. It was looking at whether or not we could reduce mortality for lung cancer. So what was the study? CT and chest x-ray, you were randomized to one or the other, age 55 to 74, minimum 30 pack years of smoking, if your former smoker had quit, Within the past 15 years, you were still eligible. You were not eligible with a prior history of lung cancer, a recent chest CT, or having symptoms that would suggest you probably had a cancer somewhere, like hemoptysis or weight loss. Uh, 53,454 enrolled, with exactly half having had a CT scan and half with plain radiographs. 33 sites nationwide. Patients got images every year for three-year period. Now. The downside we knew going in, the high false positive rate, the potential for overdiagnosis, which means you can detect a lesion, which may never become symptomatic in the patient's lifetime. We talk about potential risk, but these were low-dose CT scans, and it was an older population. And again, the possibility of the risk of workup. That means you see a nodule, you biopsy, you get a pneumothorax, you get complications, and it ends up being benign. So we knew all of that going in. And the study took many years to gather and then a number of years to analyze. And most recently, August 2011, the New England Journal of Medicine published the results. Lead author was uh, Dennis Aberley. So it talks about the large volume of patients we had. And data was collected literally from 2002 to 2009. So a seven-year period. Amazingly, patient compliance was great, more than 90%. The rate of positive screening tests was 24.2% with low-dose CT and 6.9% with radiography. A total of 96.4% of the positive screening and 94% were false positive results. So that is one of the major things. Look how high the false positive is. That means the true positives were just above 3%. That indeed becomes very critical. And that's one of the challenges with screening. And you could see those numbers. There were 247 deaths from lung cancer per 100,000 person years in the low-dose CT group and 309 deaths per 100,000 person years in the radiography group, representing a reduction in mortality from lung cancer with low-dose CT screening of 20%. Now, we're comparing, obviously, CT to plain film, but it was a 20% improvement. And it's interesting, the rate of death from any cause was reduced in the low-dose CT group as compared with the radiography group by 6.7%. So not only does it relate to cancer, lung cancer that is, but everything. So an all-cause mortality decrease by 6.7%. So that conclusion, 20% decrease in mortality from lung cancer. 
that indeed becomes very impressive. The rate of positive results was higher with low-dose CT screening than with radiography by a factor of more than three, and low-dose CT screening was associated with a high rate of false positives. Again, those false positives relate to the issue. Uh, the conclusion, twofold. Screening with the use of low-dose CT reduces mortality from lung cancer. Well, based on that, you would say, okay, let's screen away. Well, the authors then said, although some agencies and organizations are contemplating the establishment of lung cancer screening recommendations on the basis of the findings of this article, we believe that the current data alone, in our opinion, is, are insufficient to fully inform such important decisions. So they said, we don't think so. They said you need to look at many other factors. Reduction in lung cancer mortality must be weighed against the harms from positive screening results and overdiagnosis, as well as cost. The cost component of low-dose CT screening includes not only the screening exam itself, but subsequent follow-up examinations. So you can see incredible results, but the authors weren't willing to go ahead and say screen away. Now this issue obviously wasn't going to go away. Lots of people looked at the data and said, let's screen. Recent article, Annals of Internal Medicine, a sort of a pro and con. Silvestri makes the point that although the NLST results are encouraging, they do not tell us enough that we can be sure that patients who undergo low-dose CT in an attempt to find early-stage lung cancer will have more benefit than harm. And again, that's the key thing, this benefit versus harm. And he concluded that the results are encouraging, but again, not willing to go ahead. On the other hand, in the same journal, JET made the point that although screening is not recommended, perhaps it should be recommended because of the NLST trial. This 20% decrease in deaths is a single most dramatic decrease ever reported for deaths from lung cancer, with the possible exception of smoking cessation. Physicians should offer CT screening for lung cancer to patients who fit the high-risk profile defining the NLST. So JET recommends screening. Okay, so you can see back and forth. The UK, which is undergoing screening trials as well, basically said the US study is really good, but we're not positive it's the thing to do, but we're doing our own study and we'll let you know. So one could argue they weren't going to make a recommendation in the middle of a study they were doing already. Well, as I mentioned right before my talk, the NCCN, the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, came out with their lung cancer screening guidelines. And their conclusion, perhaps the most difficult aspect of lung cancer screening, is addressing the moral obligation of doing no harm. The dilemma is that lung cancer screening is beneficial, but physicians do not use it. They are denying patients effective care. However, if lung cancer screening is not effective, and patients may be harmed by overdiagnosis, increased testing, invasive testing or procedures, and the anxiety of potential cancer diagnosis, then it's the wrong thing to do. Well, the NCCN came up with a series of recommendations, which you can see from the next three slides. Now, I'm going to give you more detail rather than have you concentrate on this slide. You can go to their website. It's all on there, and it's for free. But they basically move patients into three risk categories, high risk, moderate risk, and low risk. The high risk are the patients who match the NLST criteria, 50 to 74 years of age, over 30 pack year history of smoking, less than 15 years since they may have stopped smoking, 
or age over 50 with 20 pack year history and one additional risk factor as mentioned on the side ranging from radon exposure to occupational exposure to cancer history. Now the second group was not in the NLST trial. NLST was that single uh, 55 to 74 30 pack years and they also then put people into moderate risk and low risk categories and based on that they had an algorithm what happens if you see something? What do you do then? And I won't go through all of that, but let's look at some of the things. So their conclusion, lung cancer screening with CT should be part of a program of care and should not be performed in isolation as a freestanding test. Given the high percentage of false positive results and the downstream management that ensues for many patients, the risk and benefits of lung cancer screening should be discussed with the individual before even doing the scan. And their point is it needs to be in an institution using a multidisciplinary approach from radiology to pulmonary medicine to oncology to thoracic surgery because of all the potential issues with screening, particularly the false positives. And again, so they went to this category one, high risk, as I said, 50 to 74, 30 pack years, go for it. And they're calling it a category one recommendation. So do it. Annual screening is recommended until they're 84 years of age. However, there is uncertainty about the appropriate duration of screening and the age at which screening is no longer appropriate. And what they're saying there is, NLST did it for three years. If you get into this program and you start screening at 55, you really can't stop at 58 or 60 or 62 or 65. Do you stretch it out from one year to two years or one year to three years? That's not quite clear. So you may need to screen people for 20 years. And they're saying perhaps at age 74, forget about it. But again, that needs to be proven. Now, moderate risk patients, you know, over 50, 20 pack years, they do not recommend lung cancer screening, okay? And low-risk individuals under 50, under 20 pack years, they do not recommend screening as well. So you can see they were very strict. Just because you smoked or you're a bit older does not make you eligible for screening. It's that NLST criteria they used for making those decisions, okay? So very important concept. And their conclusions, again, lung cancer screening is a complex and controversial topic with inherent risk and benefits. Results from the NLST show that lung cancer screening can, can decrease lung cancer-specific mortality by 20% and even decrease all-cause mortality by up to 7%. The NLST results indicate that to prevent one death from lung cancer, 320 high-risk individuals need to be screened with low-dose CT. That is the challenge. That means you need to do 320 patients, 319 are negative, one is positive. But in that 319, you could have 50 to 70% of patients who need follow-up because of some sort of finding on their CT scan. So concluding then, it's still a work in progress, but maybe not so much because the NCCN is recommending screening. Many of the NCCN sites like Hopkins are undergoing a screening program. We're launching it. And so it's going to be very interesting how things go. If you're going to do it, don't open a center just to make a lot of money. You're probably not going to make a lot of money anyway, but it needs to be multidisciplinary. You're going to be dealing with a lot of false positives, a lot of grief from a lot of worried patients. So it's not going to be simple, but you can see now there is the first recommendations based on the NLST data by the National Comprehensive Cancer Network that screening of smokers is the way to go. 
So with that, I recommend you go to the article, take a look at it. I've put the references on CT is Us. The link is there. It's on our Facebook page and the regular page on Ask the Fish. It's everywhere. Take a look at it and let us know how you do. And with that, I wish you a great day.